you've been seeking answers from every dermatologist, doctor, and all over the internet wondering what on earth this unbearable skin issue is. You know something's up, and you've been suffering and silenced for far too long. This podcast is going to bring awareness to the brutal reality that is topical steroid addiction and withdrawal syndrome. It will give you practical mental and physical tips to help you along your journey and provide you the strength you need to push through each day. You'll hear from real people battling this illness, as well as experts in the field, and I'm also going to share with you what's happening as I battle and conquer TSW. You are not alone, you're not crazy, and you will heal. If there's one thing I know, it's that anyone going through this hell is a warrior. My name is Jennifer Powers, and I welcome you to TSW Journey to Healing. Well, welcome, Sylvia, to the show. I am so excited to have you on as a guest of this podcast and discuss all things eczema and TSW, and we can bring that awareness. So thank you so much for taking the time and being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, awesome. Well, let's just kind of get right into it. So we met obviously online. We met in our support group, the ITSAN Facebook group, um, as yeah. mutual struggling members of, or I should say warriors, let's say that, let's be positive here, of uh, this terrible, <laughs> awful condition that we've had to um, experience and make a part of our life. So Sylvia, why don't I just um, turn it over to you and just briefly, you know, give us your backstory, your background, and uh, explain to the audience kind of who you are and what your story is. Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Sylvia Moller, and um, as mentioned, I had to go through this, this trauma, I say, yeah. <laughs> um, as many, many people are going through uh, as we speak. Um, I'm one of the lucky ones that got out of it. And the way it all started, as probably with everybody else, um, you know, I had eczema, just normal eczema, let's call it normal, yeah. uh, which is not normal <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> just, just, just the one, just the eczema. And uh, I had it as a child, so very early on, um, maybe even when I was already like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I don't recall, uh, but I think my mother has told me that, you know, even when I was a small baby, I started. Um, and uh, growing up, I had real bad eczema. I had seasoned allergies, uh, like, you know, anything that comes with it. I even had asthma. So, you know, I don't know if uh, you know, but these sort of uh, diseases kind of hang out together. So they call the atopic diseases, right? Like eczema, asthma, allergies, all of this stuff. So I had it all. I had the whole spectrum. And, um, and, you know, it, it started to bother me more and more and it just never went away. I had ups and downs and flare ups and better skin days, but it was just always there. I, I always, I just always had it um, <laughs> up until my late twenties when it got like really bad. Um, I honestly think I went through a couple of months of uh, topical steroid withdrawal without actually noticing that I'm doing it mm-hmm. because I, you know, I just dropped the, the steroids for a while and then the flare ups just became insane. And mm-hmm. I had it all over my body, basically, um, most typically as everybody else, like arms, hands, neck, um, eyes, lips. Um, yeah. And it, it just got really, really bad. And um, so at that point, uh, I just felt like really hopeless. And yeah. 
I needed to find a solution to this. Yeah. And this is when I, I guess, like most people, try and look for any solution. Obviously, I went through the normal routes. Um, dermatologist, another dermatologist, this doctor, that doctor. I've done it all, all the creams, tried everything. And that's when I kind of turned to the internet and I was like, I need to figure this out. Yeah. And... And I heard about like typical steroid withdrawal and my eczema was just getting out of control. And at that point I decided, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dive in. I'm gonna drop the steroid creams and I'm just gonna do and what, you know, come what may, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And, and this is when, you know, hell broke loose. So I'm not, I don't know if you want me to go into that at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Well, so here's what, yeah, I want you to get into it. And I also want to um, share with the audience, you're from Switzerland, is that correct? Uh, I'm originally from Hungary, but I've okay. lived in Switzerland for, for seven years now. I lived in London for a while too. Uh, oh, I love London. Before. Awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So I just wanted, I wanted to point that out because obviously I'm based in the United States outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. And um, I just, it's just, it just blows my mind, the people that we get connected to by mutually suffering through this and how it is all over the globe. I mean, every single one of us stretches far and wide. So um, I just wanted to point that out to the audience, anyone listening. And then, yeah, I do want you to get into it. I want you to, if you could share, you know, you said you were taking the steroids. I'm assuming you took the, you know, the standard creams or uh, oral steroids or topical steroids. And then when you is that when you discovered, what I want to know is when did you finally realize, hey, this, this isn't just eczema, this is TSW. Like, what was that like for you when you realized that's what it was? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I never took oral steroids, okay. uh, luckily. Um, so I was always on the topicals. But okay. um, the problem with that, you know, as we all know, <laughs> that, you know, you just keep using it, even though, you know, you're not supposed to sure, use it yeah. for a long period of time, but there's nothing else. Yes. And there are also the immunosuppressants, but it just gives the equal, equally the same result. Uh, so yeah. you get, you just get, get the same result. You suppress your immune system, uh, whether it's topical steroids or whether it's uh, immunosuppressants, creams, like I've done it all. You mm -hmm. cannot tell me any cream that I've not tried. Yep. And, um, and then at some point, honestly, when I hit 30, that was, that was it when it all just stopped working. I think mm -hmm. probably my body was just a resistant to this because I've been suppressing my immune system for so long, for 30 years, I've been continuously suppressing my immune system with these creams that it just didn't work anymore. Yep. And I was actually pushed into then this situation of trying to kind of quit cold turkey mm -hmm. because it was just not working anymore. So I just stopped, stopped using it. And I thought, let's see what happens. Gotcha. And this is when it basically, like eczema just spread like wildfire all over my body. And it, it wasn't just a little bit of rash, uh, which sometimes was a lot of rash, but it just spread all over my arms, all over my body. Yeah. It, you could see day by day that the inflammation is spreading and I had the rashes and everything. And this is when I realized something is 
is off here this yeah. is not the usual stuff right. that I usually see <laughs> and I started researching and researching and this is when I realized that okay I must be going through right. this what everybody's talking about here in the support group this must be it because everybody's talking about the same <laughs> things you know when you have the red sleeves I'm like oh yeah. my god I've got the red sleeves <laughs> <laughs> Them. <laughs> right exactly I know I know I remember the feeling myself what was your what was your initial reaction were you like in heart were you shocked were you devastated what what were you feeling when you discovered that this is what it is I didn't I didn't know how bad it was going to get yeah me neither so <laughs> I, I yeah right I saw some people suffering but I was like ah oh, you know what it will be fine let's see where this goes <laughs> I knew for a fact that there was no way out of this like I knew I was not going back on stories and there must be another way and I need to find that other way and I'm happy to talk about my way too if you yeah. want me to yeah but, I, definitely mm -hmm. so yeah that was basically when I when I when I figured it out I was just I just knew I was gonna go with it and I was looking for a solution I was looking for a way out of it or surviving this but I was very naive as well, of course. I, I knew it was going to be bad, but I could not have ever, ever imagined what I was about to go through. Yeah. And what year, tell me, okay, tell me what, because you're now fully recovered. What year did you, I want to know like how long about this whole process took for you from the minute that you realized, okay, sure. I have TSW till the final, whatever it was. Cause I actually had a couple other interviews today and I was asking the same question saying, you know, when did you realize, I think I'm fully in remission. I, I'm good. I'm cured. I'm, I'm not cured, but I, you know, I went through it and it's behind me now because there's gotta be like a certain amount of days or weeks or whatever, where you're sure. like, wow, I, I haven't had those symptoms. So I must be good. I'm, I'm done. So what was that like from the start to the finish? time-wise for you yeah so the start actually is a very clear cut for me because that was um I stopped using steroids when I moved to Switzerland so that was exactly seven years ago like seven seven years a couple of months now uh okay. it was September so it's more than a bit more than seven years now okay um and the the worst of the worst was around like six months ish I would say um it was pretty pretty bad at that point um after a year I was reasonably okay I still had big flare-ups and I still had the usual TSW symptoms mm -hmm. but it was a way way better like I could already function I could live my life you know I could do stuff I could I could you know meet my friends and do and go to work and mm -hmm. do like get on with my life at that point and when it was like finally like over over where I felt like okay now I'm not going to fall back into like a huge fair flare or nothing unexpected is ever gonna come my way because it's been quiet for a while I think that was around two and a half three years three years gotcha okay and then so so during that time, I mean, everybody, you know, has different uh, things that it's not going to necessarily, it's, it's still up for debate. There's still a lot of research to be done, whether or not we can speed up the recovery, that whole process, the healing process. But there are a lot yeah. of people that do swear by good nutrition and diet changes. And I know that you're one of those people. So um, tell, tell everybody what, 
your list of things. I know you wrote them to me before, but tell everyone how that kind of came about, what you discovered, what you researched and what worked, what you found that worked for you. Absolutely. So uh, from the moment that I was rapidly declining and I was doing very poorly, I knew that I needed to support my body one way or another. So I wasn't just one of those people who just want to write it out and comfort themselves. I just felt like I need my body to get whatever it needs so that it can survive this terrible thing. Mm -hmm. And I started to research a lot, a lot, a lot. And I went through phases of this diet, that diet, you know, all of the things, Um, as most people do. But actually, um, I went into the research so deep um, that I've started studying nutrition. So I decided I'm going to do this the right way because there's so there's just so much information out there, right? And, yeah. and you just get so confused what is good for you, what is not good for you. And then you can swear by this, you can swear by that. But I wanted to figure out the truth. And I went to study nutrition um, and I did that for, for the past five years. I have my diploma now. So I am a qualified nutritional therapist. Congratulations. And thank you. And um, so I did this also during the time while I was doing TSW. Um, and what I've, what I've learned from my studies and from my research is that obviously, um, the, the, the main main driver of TSW is obviously the, the, the inflammation that just comes about once you stop suppressing it. And then there's obviously super complicated. Eczema itself is a complex thing. Yeah. Then on top of that, TSW is even more complex because there's just so many things that can go wrong there and has already gone wrong. That To shift that imbalance back to balance in your body you need to actually make extra efforts to do that. Bad enough with eczema. Well, with TSW, it's like, it's a disaster, right? There's just so many things out of balance in your body. And while I say out of balance, it's because nutritional therapy works with something called functional medicine. And functional medicine is the one that looks at um, the areas of health. So it doesn't look at uh, symptoms. It looks at the root cause of the disease, and it looks at several parts of the body, such as the digestive system or the detoxification system, all of these. And all of these are interconnected. Yeah. And if one is out of balance, it's likely that something else is also out of balance. And you need to kind of gently balance everything back. And the way I did it is it was with diet and lifestyle. And to make it simple, uh, which is because it's, it's, as I said, it's quite complex and I, I don't think we have the time for me to kind of go <laughs> into the details, but, but to make it simple, I think what you need to tackle is inflammation at its root and you need to exclude those things that could fuel inflammation in the body, yeah. which could be anything in your environment. Uh, you can think of loads of things uh, such as Actually, your furniture, even um, the, the air you breathe, the water you drink, uh, the foods you eat, which can be the processed foods, which are super inflammatory, sugary foods, added sugar is what we're talking about. Uh, they're super inflammatory. Um, food sensitivities, which 
you know, it, it can be anything for you, but the main, the main two are usually uh, diet, uh, dairy and gluten. These are the two that are super prevalent in people with eczema. If you, you know, try, if you try and remove this from your diet, usually you, you improve. And with GSW is the same sort of um, idea that you need to try and work with the inflammation, mm -hmm. remove everything that's inflammatory in your, in your environment and in the foods and drinks that you eat and flood your body with anti-inflammatory goodness right and that's mm -hmm. the good the, the fruits the vegetables the herbs and what lots of people i think where they make a mistake is that you know you try one thing it's yeah. never going to be just one thing it's never <laughs> going to be the ginger, the ginger tea you know it's never going to be the the celery juice that you drink it's great that you do that but that's not going to fix it unfortunately there is no quick fix for this because it's a complex super uh, yeah. serious problem I love everything you're saying. And it's, it's helpful because, you know, in the other, a couple interviews that I had to just today alone, everybody comes, can find themselves going through TSW with different backgrounds. And I'm always, I, I say this, I'm like a broken record, but there's no such thing as one size fits all. Every single person is wired and built differently and has different comes into their condition of TSW based on, you know, I came it came about for me because of my childhood eczema and all the use of steroid that I had for that. The, the person that I interviewed uh, right before this, for example, didn't ever have eczema, but they had asthma. And so just different, we're all yeah. wired so differently, right? So if you're, and I agree with you, you know, gluten and dairy, whenever I have omitted those from my diet for a couple, you know, a decent amount of time, you, you do start to pay attention to your body. I was, you know, one of those people that I was one of those lucky kids where other than having eczema, I mean, I had a high metabolism. I ate whatever I wanted. I was a big junk food eater. Mm -hmm. I did, I did all that not yeah. knowing, you know, my, my, my mother and father who are super amazing and so supportive, but diet and nutrition, a lot of the times is not, you know, you go to a doctor, you go to a dermatologist, it's not, that's not their world, right? That's not their expertise. Their expertise no. is making you comfortable Correct. and giving you something to alleviate the symptoms, but not like you said, with Correct. the functional medicine, that's not the root cause. So it can be very, it's, that's why it can be such a prolonged, long journey. And for some people it can last forever, which is devastating until they kind of, unless they really can figure out what it is that, you know, you're, you're speaking about. So what did you do? Um, I know that you went gluten and dairy free. What else did you do specifically that you noticed if you stopped doing those things, maybe your symptoms got worse. What, what helped you the most? I, um, uh, in TSW, I did heaps of things. Like I, I did everything I could get my hands on. Um, I did the gluten dairy free for sure, but at, at that point, because I was not sure at the time what was actually causing my issues, or I just wanted to make it simple for my body to figure it out. I, I for a while, I went like almost everything free. Like, wow, that's um, hard. I, I, <laughs> um yes yes and no because there is always there's always a group of foods that are they are causing the majority of the issues in people like you know dairy yeah number one number two gluten soy you know citrus fruits corn these sort of things and i try to kind of eliminate at least most of these for, for yeah. a period of time just to see what happens because sure. 
I don't know if many of the listeners know, but actually to date, there is no gold standard method uh, in terms of lab testing for food sensitivity. Yes, there are tests, but Mm -hmm. those are actually very subjective. And the the only way you can figure out whether you're sensitive to something or not, if you do an elimination diet, that is the only way to figure it out for sure, Mm -hmm. whether you are sensitive to something or not. So I try to do that. Um, I actually was lucky enough in Switzerland, there is a hospital which is built just on functional medicine, alternative medicine medicine practices. So I was lucky enough to go there. So they did loads of stuff to me there. like from acupuncture to um to to vitamin um uh, infusions to what is super important actually as well to check if you are which is a problem for many people if your body is um is is um high on heavy metals so i also uh, i was lucky enough to have this tested i know this test is not available like in your gp office and so you may have to go another another route but it's very important to check so i got detoxified of all the heavy metal that i was i was holding in my body mm-hmm. that can cause issues imbalances in the body as well um so i did that too um I I was taking heaps of supplements because I was so deprived of nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, I was basically so low on so many nutrients. I was taking uh, probiotics, uh, the usual ones for sure. I was mm-hmm. taking probiotics, vitamin D, um, B vitamins. Um, I was taking vitamin C as well. I was taking herbs. So I had loads of stuff that I was giving my body to help it bounce back and and just you know gently move it back into balance Mm -hmm. and I went I think once a month um to the clinic to do some of the infusions and they just looked at my um, my um, nutrient status and they would you know adjust something there if, if they had to those so are, I had yeah loads of stuff <laughs> yeah I mean and that that's our that's really good things um and you know what people ask in our support group you know all the time they say things like well you know it just seems like I'm gonna go through it no matter what anyway but the the truth is like you're not gonna know unless you try and I it is overwhelming I'm the first to admit it when I first said oh giving up all those when you eliminate all those things it is hard I was when I when I first made a list and it was no soy, no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, no this, no that. I was like, oh my gosh, what's left? <laughs> you, you start to think exactly. like, oh my gosh, what can I eat air and celery? Like, what am I going to, what am I going to do? Um, but you, you're right. It's just, if you take it step-by-step step and just breathe and just one day at a time, it doesn't have to feel so overwhelming. It, it will at first because it's a whole lifestyle change, but it's, I think it's important for people to realize like nothing is ever, it doesn't have to be uh, permanent. It doesn't have to be a permanent. It's just like TSW it's is not, not a, a permanent death. thing. Right. And TSW is not your permanent state of being. It's something you're going to unfortunately no. have to go through, but in some kind of positive ways, like you can find things like the heavy metal thing that you just said. I think that's so incredibly important. And if you didn't necessarily, maybe if you didn't have TSW, 
you might not even think to ever go get tested for that. And that's something that a lot of people should get yeah. tested for, right? No matter what. A lot um, of people. Yeah. Exactly. It's in our environment. It's in the things we touch, what we drink. I mean, you know that. So um, yeah. yeah, super important stuff. One of the things that I don't think you did mention, but when we were chatting online before this, you mentioned that you were doing meditation. And I think there's although, I mean, your expertise now is fully in nutrition, which is amazing. There's still a huge mental health piece to this. So what did you, did you learn to meditate during going through TSW or is that, was that something new for you? Or is that something that you were always doing in your life before? Um, so, um, when you study nutrition or when you study to be a nutritional therapist, um, I'm a UK, a qualified nutritional therapist. So the way they they have the training there is not just all about the diet it's diet and lifestyle and mm-hmm. lifestyle covers many areas including um stress management right it's mm-hmm. super important uh, stress i knew from early on was a huge driver in my eczema oh it, me too it was a huge <laughs> huge yeah right yeah <laughs> I remember when I quit my job, uh, that was super stressful. A few months after that, I was eczema free and I was covered before, right? Wow. So it's super important. Like it's so, it was just so obvious, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, meditation has been a part of my life since I learned how important it is. And then that's sort of like, um, when when I was going through TSW and I learned about all of these aspects of, of uh, inflammation mm-hmm. and stress was one of them, I had to I had to look into this too. So I really did like um, an overarching research of all the elements which I could help my body to to bounce back. And this was one of them. And I got into it quite deep, actually, uh, to the point that I went to a meditation sort of like uh, retreat, and I learned to meditate. And I found tremendous value in it, not just for uh, my eczema, but NTSW, but for just everyday life. And I got into meditation and yoga practices. And I know we always say like, yeah, you should meditate and you should do yoga, but it <laughs> yeah. really is important. Like yeah. it really is important. It really does work. It does work. Yeah, I completely agree. Anything to relieve stress. I mean, there's none of us are going to get out of this life alive without being stressed at one point or another. And especially in today's, <laughs> today's crazy, crazy world, like stress levels are at an all-time high. It's just... For, for people like us that are prone to infl- inflammatory conditions and, and things like this, it's so important to take control as best you can to manage that. So I totally agree with you. Um, what do you think, what lesson, what would you say? I mean, you said it was about two and a half to three years or hope from the beginning to the end. Um, what do you think, I want to know what your lowest point was. And then what was the point where you're, maybe you shifted and started to gain some hope and, and during that whole process? Lowest point, I distinctly remember, um, and this may, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm okay to say this, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people. I'm, I'm not a suicidal person. I've never been. I've yeah. always been like, you know, I could never do that. Yep. But at some point, I was feeling so low, like, so, like, I just couldn't bear it anymore. And I was thinking, I was thinking about it. Yeah. I was thinking about like, 
I just I just want this to go away. Yeah. And, and I just I just want out of this. Yep. And I knew it was stupid. You know, I knew logically that it was stupid. And I had hope, you know, I had like a little bit of hope and thinking maybe, you know, five years from now, I will, you know, I will think back and I'll think, oh, that was so stupid. And, and I do think back and I thought it was stupid, but I was just so low at the time. There's suffering so much. And I, I, I'm not sure people who, who don't go through this, they don't understand that You're right. this is unbearable. Like, it, it brings a person, a normal person, a happy person, who is absolutely not a suicidal type, to the point where I actually thought about it. I was yeah. like, I just I, want to ask. I, I'm with you. You're not alone in that. I get it. So, but this is, this is where the awareness comes in. People need to understand this is unbearable. This is suffering that is unbearable. Yeah. Um, so that was my lowest point, definitely. Definitely. Um, and um, when I thought that the hope was um, coming into play, that was, I think, when I hit the about six, seven month mark, because six, around six is the worth, and I was coming out of that and I could see it. Um, I saw healing happening. And then, of course, there was like another flare up. But it was, you know, it, it just always started to get better, better and better and better. Yeah. And, and because I was getting to all the nutrition and stuff, I, I had a plan, you know. And yeah. this is what I usually talk to my clients with, um, that the, the worst thing about like having eczema and having TSW is that you're just completely feeling lost that you don't have a plan you feel right. like this is gonna go on forever you there is no cure because all you get screams and stuff and there is a way out of this I promise you because I've done it and I'm not saying that I never get eczema anymore because I do get eczema because if I get stressed and I'm, I'm going through something serious and I eat junk food I I have it it's not sure. something this is your this is your weakest link, you know, yeah. uh, in your body. Um, but but I, I, I can talk about why this is a good thing as well. Um, but, but, you know, the thing is that, that, that I had a plan and this is why, I, you know, hope springs eternal. <laughs> and yeah. I just felt like there is a way out of this. I feel like I've got enough information to make this happen. And I just continue on the path and... And I know this is not as easy because there is no quick fix, but I have a trajectory and I'm just going to follow that. And I'm going to try not to fall off the bandwagon and I'm just going to keep going. And, and I hope that this is going to be successful. And, and I think this, this kind of plan that I had in my head, how to, how to get, get my inflammation back on track, this is what led me to to this success path yeah I think that's there's such great points one thing that you said that you could expand upon and I would love you to is you know you got to a point where healing took place and it happened but then you're not you're still not a stranger to eczema it's not like it it will it's impossible to ever come up you said sometimes you get stressed or maybe you ate junk food and it comes up and that you could look at that like a positive spin. And I kind of think I know where you're going to go with this, but I would love for you to say to somebody, <laughs> I, I love that you would say, you know, explain, explain that. Like, how can you turn something like that into a positive spin? Sure. Um, so obviously for 30 years, I thought this was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but I had to realize that actually this is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me, which is 
kind of twofold. One, because I had to go through this absolutely horrendous trauma and I come out of it. And now I know that I am basically capable of anything. And yeah. this is this was the, the worst is over. And the other thing is just about the pure eczema side. So if you think about it, yes, this is this is something that you know you and I have, but people with eczema or asthma or something, this is something we have. And this is this is it, it's complex and it's it's a maybe you're doing a little bit something wrong, you're you know eat, eating the wrong foods and you know you're your environment or your you know the real relationships are causing you stress and then you know it, it, it is not all like happening to you you are actually causing it to a certain degree but mm-hmm. of course there are some some genetic elements to this too uh, so we have to live with this that we have this sort of in us that if we are letting us go and letting us eat whatever we want and you know not look after ourselves this is what we're gonna get we're gonna you and i gonna have eczema right Mm -hmm. um but the good thing about this which i only thought about um once i heard other stories in my environment is that you know other people have other problems and inflammation is actually um the main driver of most chronic diseases mm-hmm. and this is how your body is telling you that something is wrong this is yeah. how your body is screaming at you that you have inflammation something has gone wrong and this i mean not csw but x and y itself is a reasonably mild condition you know yes. once you've gone through the csw and you you know you've got your eczema bag be happy because that's how your <laughs> right. body's communicating with you it's telling you you're doing something wrong, you got to change. And other people may have more severe, more terrible problems. I, I, love, I love that so much. And it's, it's interesting hearing you say that because I was telling my mom a few weeks back when I was having, I mean, I'm, I am in the TSW journey right now. I'm in the thick of it. Um, but I, it's just too, way too important to me to, you know, right when I got it, I said, all right, I have to bring awareness to this, but I wasn't really in the place mentally to be able to do that. And um, I'm not very super far along my journey, but it's just so, so important to me to bring this to light and, and share just like it is for you as well. But one thing that I said to my mom was, I kind of think it's a huge bless. I mean, listen, none of us are going to get away without having any kind of trauma in our life. So for us to have, like you said, I completely agree. This is the most horrible thing that I've had. It's probably one of the most horrible things for anyone to go through. I mean, and there's a whole list of diseases and ailments and things, but yeah, I mean, this is, it is that bad, like you said, and I'm glad to hear, and I'm sure anyone listening is glad to hear that uh, confirmation that, yeah, they're not, everybody feels like it's the end of the world and it's the, it's that bad because it really is. It really is that terrible. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, if you had another disease or some kind of issue in your body and there was no warning signs at all, imagine how heartbreaking and how sad that would be to then find out, you know, I have this and it's a horrible problem and it's too late. We're at least given warn. Our body is so amazing and so intelligent that we're getting all these warning signs. Like if there's something going on in my liver, if there's something going on internally, if there's some stress and it's, it's attacking something inside, 
our skin, because of having eczema, it's going to bring it all to the surface. So we're like, okay, let's examine what is going on here. And it's like, we, we get that warning sign, whereas other people may not. And that's, that's you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I this completely is, this agree. warning sign is golden. Yes. You gotta love your eczema. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's going to be, that's going to be the title of this episode. You gotta love your eczema. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, and you know, and honestly, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so it, and, and on another note, it led me to the best thing in my life. Now, as a nutritional therapist, yeah. I get to help people. I get to, I get to, you know, this I made it my mission yeah. to 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 help people and tell people you do not have to suffer. You really do not have to suffer. There is a way out of this, and it works. Hundred percent works. It works. I've got my method, and it works. It just works. What, um, Sylvia, what, I'm just curious, what did you, before this came into your life, before you became a nutritional therapist, what was your occupation or what did you, what was your life like before this? Um, so for a very long time, over 10 years, I worked in the financial industry. So I financial services industry. I was in banking okay. for a very long time. So I had an office job. I worked my, my way up to being senior management in, in large international um, banks. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I knew it's never, you know, it's nobody's calling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, be, to be an investment banker. And if, you know, if that's sure. your calling, that's your calling, whatever. <laughs> but you, it wasn't you yours. What you gotta do. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't mine for sure. It wasn't mine. And I always knew um, for a long time, I knew that uh, I wanted to, my mission is to help people. I just didn't know how, and here we are. Uh, yeah. life just threw this at me <laughs> and and it's so like I've said this I say this all the time but turning your mess into your message which is exactly what you, what I'm doing is exactly what you're doing like it, we can really only pour from a full cup we can only pour into someone else's life when we have gone through the trenches gone through the hard times and then come out the other side to be able to share and teach and inspire and do all of those things so this is something that I know we're both very passionate about you have made it your life career now and get to work intimately with people which is so 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 powerful so I guess my last question is what words of wisdom or words of hope could you um, share with the with anyone listening right now as to you know, if they're feeling like they're at rock bottom and they can't carry on, or if they are maybe close to the, maybe they're close to the end of their journey, but they're so that that PTSD is really, it's real. And they're scared to death that it's going to be a part of their life forever and ever. And they don't know how they'll handle that. What last pieces of advice or words of wisdom could you give to those people? I think, um, if you're anyone like me, as I said before, you need to have, just make a plan. It doesn't have to be a perfect plan. Just make a plan out of it, out of it all. How are you going to make it happen? Um, I know it's easy to just, you know, wallow in our misery and just sit there and, and just feel sorry for ourselves because I did that too. I felt really sorry for myself for a very long time. Yeah. But that actually doesn't help. It doesn't help. And, and yes, it's a terrible thing that you're going through, that I've gone through, that we're all that we all went through but if you have a plan out of it try and make one whatever it whatever you know it, it can be like um yeah it can be nutrition or it can be uh, acupuncture it can be just meditation 
whatever you think just just pick one or pick a few or pick something that you think would you know you would enjoy doing or you you're interested in it would help you and would you know take your mind off just suffering and just just get on with it do your research get into it because help feeling like you're helping yourself Mm-hmm. is going to make you feel so much better because you cannot honestly you cannot rely on the western medicine in this sort of um disease because you only will get what you will get is you will get more creams right we don't want more creams right yeah absolutely <laughs> so we don't want more creams because you're going off the cream that that's the point of DSW, right? So you're you're really not gonna get the help there if you're going going to try and find it there. Of course, follow up with your medical doctor as much as you can, just so you keep everything in balance. You know, I look at the other stuff. But since you can't get the creams, try and find a plan for yourself. And when you think that you hit the lowest of the low, just remember that there will be a day when you're really out of this. And I now scroll, scroll through, you know, I, I, I often comment in the support group because I know that, you know, it's good to give encouragement and to help people. And then if I know something that I've gone through and help me, I, I do that. And when I do that and I scroll through, I see people like pictures and suffering and cracked skin and all of this. And I tell you this, it's gone to the point that I've forgotten how bad it was. There will wow. be a point when you have forgotten how bad it was because I don't fully remember. I, it reminds me when I look at those pictures, but I already, I think my mind just erased it because yeah, it was so traumatic. It was so traumatic, but, right. <laughs> right. But there will be a time when you will not even remember how bad it was. And see, like right now I'm even sitting here like, wow, that's going to be amazing. I'm sure there's people, I'm sure there's people listening a listener right now that's going like, yeah, right. I'll never forget this hell that I went through, but it's almost, I, I, you know, just hearing you say that it reminds me, I mean, I have a son, it's almost like childbirth, right? Like you go through hell. And then the second that it's over, you're like, I don't, you you don't even, it's like, how did I do that? How did I get through that? Right? Like it's, it's trauma is interesting and we keep it in ourselves and, but if it's bad enough, you can block it out. And so that's probably what happens a little bit, but I, um, I love that you're saying to leave people with your final notes as saying to make a plan because the truth is there is so many of so many things, so, so many parts of this that are, they are out of our control, but whatever you can control, even if it's just to keep your mind at peace, like experience some level of peace, experience some level of taking your mind off of the suffering and just getting in, in your body, in your head, in your mind, whatever. And just know that like, I, if I want to meditate, I can control that. And that makes me feel good in the moment. Even if it doesn't last you all day, if you can do little things like diet change or meditation or acupuncture, like you said, whatever is going to keep you like, okay, I have one more day that I got through this and it makes, it makes a little bit more bearable. That's, that's what you got to do. So I love, I love that advice. Every little bit counts, you know, every little bit, you would think it doesn't make a difference in the moment or in the moment, maybe, but not the next moment, but actually it does mm-hmm. meditation it, by studies, it, they show that it has long-term effects on your body. So if you do, you get into the meditation routine, you can lower the stress levels, the stress mm-hmm. hormones in your body, for long term so every little bit counts whatever you can do just give it a go and then you know it will add up and you may not figure it out that you know this helps or that helps 
But if you put all of the small efforts that you did for yourself together, it may actually cut your suffering, you know, shorter. Yeah, I love that. And, and, you know, you could use them like building blocks. If you just picked one thing, like you said, and you did that for a week or two, and then you wanted to add one more, it just, it makes you feel like, okay, I still have, I can still function. It is still my life. And I can, this isn't, this doesn't define me, but this is a huge part of my story. And that's, that's okay. That's going to just make me stronger. And yeah, I mean, it's true, right? I think sometimes we just take on the identity and we look at this, like, this is happening to us. What did we do wrong? When in reality, it's, it's really happening for us. There's like you said, and like I pointed out about the inflammation, it's a blessing to know that there is something wrong as opposed to walking around and thinking your life is great and everyone's and you're healthy come to find out there's something going on really wrong inside, but you, you didn't get any warning signs. So there's so much, I love this conversation. This makes me really pause. This is a great positive spin. And you were right. You said, can I put a positive twist on this because I'm a success story? <laughs> and I said, yeah, heck yeah, let's do that. So that was really awesome. You are so amazing. I am I'm so thankful that you came on the show and I'm also so thankful for the work that you're doing and how you're going to help people because good nutrition and just lifestyle and diet and all those changes, they, they can change someone's life. So you're doing amazing work and I'm going to put in the show notes, anyone who ever wants to, you know, contact you and reach out, I'll put your social media and everything that'll be in the show notes. And, um, I just want to thank you so much for spending the time and being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor. And, and you know, this is my mission uh, to, to bring awareness, to help people because, you know, I've been through it. You've been through it. So we got to stick together. Absolutely. We've Sylvia. got this. Absolutely. We've we do. Got We've got this. this. We've got this. Oh, well, I can't wait to follow along more of your journey and stay connected. But thank you very, very much. And we hope you have a good day. Thank you. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.